Lion Hearted Podcast. What up, what up? You are now tuned into the Lion Hearted Podcast where the feelings reside and only the strong survive. I'm your boy Maine, so let's get into it. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so we got another interview in the building, y'all. I promised y'all it was coming, and I finally, well, we finally made it happen. I got my girl Tangie in the building. What's up, Tangie? Hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I want, I've been wanting to do this interview for a while, because like, we was talking off air. We have conversations daily, like naturally. And if you listen to my previous episodes, I talked about her journey into becoming a teacher. And for somebody our age, I kind of wanted to talk her to let y'all know about that a little bit. So do you remember the moment, the exact moment where you decided to become a teacher? Yeah, so it was kind of like a long journey. Um, so I, as you know, I started off as an aide. So um, what got me into being a teacher is, you know, I was, I, I was pregnant. Um, I didn't have a job, didn't know what I was going to do. So my dad kind of was like, uh, maybe you should get into special ed. I'm like, special ed, you know, like, nah, that's not something that I want to do. He was like, well, you never know unless you try it. So I ended up, I started subbing, um, and that's where I ended up at East High. And so when I started subbing, I actually fell in love with it. So it was just kind of like seeing the students and their disabilities and them always, you know, smiling and just being appreciative of everything. So um, I started off there. Um, I kind of like started observing the teachers because I'm very observant. So I just kind of observed what they did and how they moved. Um, and then I decided, you know what, I could do that. So let me try to find a school where I could go back, you know, and get my credential. That way I can move up and be, you know, on the top. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because um, a lot of people, uh, they become TAs and they do that and it's, it seems to be with like special needs and like you're a teacher now and we're going to talk about that in a little bit um, you, at the high school level. Uh, was it just strictly when you first started out, was it like strictly just special ed students uh, in one class that you? When I sub, yeah. Yeah. See, then the reason why I asked that is because now I noticed and you could probably speak to this, they're starting to blend, they're starting to blend classrooms with what they consider normal and the special ed students. Right. So you have different um, SPED categories. So there's mild mod students, and then you have the mod severe. So the mild mod right now, they used to do um, what was called SDC classes, where they had like their own little class. But now they are um, blending them in with the general ed education population. So they're able to actually um, be with their peers and actually have that experience and get their education um, with their general education peers. Yeah. And it's crazy because like when you first told me, like, this is what you was going to do, like, it, it actually did my heart some good because a lot of people don't know this because if you know me, then you, you know what I mean. You already know how I am. But when I was starting out in school, like, I was considered one of those kids, like, you know, because it was in the 90s. So, you know, that, that was a time where it wasn't really, they didn't know where to place us. So they just all lumped us together. But then, Luckily, I had a teacher who, she was like, nah, you ain't supposed to be in here. And I had a homeboy who I interviewed, who that was my first interview, and we talked about it a lot. Like, our mental capacity was a little bit higher than everybody. Not saying we was better than anybody, but. So, you becoming a teacher, and with that, how is it working out so far? Are they starting to do that with your class as well? Like, the whole yeah, mixing? Yeah, so, right now, I'm, um, I'm still with the high school district. Um, I am teaching Mod Severe, so. I'm um, lower, I don't like to say lower, but I am lower um, compared to mild mod, but we have three um, levels of the mod severe, me being the highest. So with my kids, they're actually um, intellectually higher. So um, what I'd like to do is if they're capable of being with their gen ed peers, I'll typically push them out into those classes and then I'll just have them for like the major core classes that they need, such as English, um, writing, um, and math. Okay, yeah, that's exactly, basically that's what my teacher did for me. She got to the point where she would just make, uh, like, she would take roll call, and she would, like, walk us down the hall and put us in separate classes because I didn't know that we weren't even the same age. And me and him laugh about this now, like, 
we had no concept of like age because like I said, they lumped us all together. And me being a young black kid, I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> and I remember I used to ask, like, yo, man, what do we do? Um, were we in trouble? Because a lot of people don't know. I finally, I mean, it took a long time with our busy schedules and stuff. I finally got to sit in. I think it was, like, in April. I went and I sat in. So it was last year. It was last school year. And I didn't see any different. I didn't right. see any different. Like, I know what you do, but you do such a great job with these kids, like, they're all high functioning. That, I think that's the word that they use mm -hmm. nowadays. So is it like, I know you have the, like the core lesson plans that you that we follow like in today's schooling, but is there like, is there little like special tricks to the trade that you use as far as like your teaching style to help I, the kids? Honestly, uh, my teaching style is just me being real. So like, I feel like if I'm real and I show my students how I am and, and how I got to where I got, um, it just builds a better rapport with them. So they have a better connection with me um, because they see that, oh, you know, she's just a regular person. She's not the typical teacher that you would see, you know, trying to boss us around and this and that. No, I try to lead my kids into the right direction. And just I just like to have fun with them. So it's just me just being me, honestly. Yeah. And was it, okay, getting into that field, like you said, your dad kind of had the idea to uh, push you in that direction, like you being – young, uh, black female, was it any challenges dealing with that, getting into, like, the teaching field, not only being a woman, but being a young black woman? I mean, there's many challenges because you have to kind of compare yourself to the typical standard teacher, you know, the white teacher that you see walking around. So um, you have to uh, get on their level, but try to see what else you can do to improve and be, like, kind of at the forefront. Because people are always going to be looking at you like, you know, she don't know what she's talking about. Like, there's no way that she's going to be able to teach these kids. So you kind of kind of have to put yourself in their situation, like in their position, but also um, just keep yourself motivated and um, just be yourself, honestly. Yeah, that that's most important, especially that's what I like to tell people all the time. Just Just be you. And if we got to work 10 times harder just to get to the first level or 20 times harder to work to the second level. Like you do it. And it, it was real motivational to see, like to actually see you in action. Like I said, we talk them there every day, but to actually see it and see how the kids respond to you, even your coworkers, you have, you have some real cool coworkers too. So it was just like a, like a fun atmosphere. Yes, they was learning and yes, you were teaching, but it was like, Y'all was chilling, like, you know what I mean? Right. And so I was like, man, my grades would have been that much higher if my teachers was like this, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Back when I was in school and if the programs were better, because not only do you help them with their um, school, and I'm sure, like, they've came up to you past students or whatever before they finna graduate, being that you work at the high school level, like, you're helping them be better for the outside world, too. Right. So kind of speak to that a little bit. Well, um, I do have a couple of students that actually still visit me um, that have graduated. Uh, one of them, it kind of, like, touched my heart a little bit because he reached out to me, um, and he told me that, you know what, like, I would have never um, been able to do what I'm doing right now if it wasn't for you. Like, I watched you, and I watched how you were um, in the classroom, and just being around you and just um, being around your energy um, motivated me to do what I'm doing. I'm so... I he told me that he's just um, he's just thankful that he was able to um, learn as much as he could from me. Yeah, and I like that you said that, that you still have former students that actually come visit you and they gave you that little nugget um, that you placed on them because I'm almost 40, we could say I'm almost 40 years old, right? I still remember that lady's name. I still remember that her face. I don't know because she was older back then, so I don't know if she's still with us today. But I owe her everything. Now, I, I think like a lot of teachers, uh, it could be former bosses or whatever the case may be. Any Anytime you can give somebody advice to the listeners out there, like try to do it because you never know like the impact it'll have on someone. Like even me doing this thing, we like I said, we talk every day. I owe a lot to you. Like, you know what I mean? Just like seeing you do what you do because a lot of people don't know you actually wanted me to 
get into the teaching thing with you. But I was like, nah, you know what I mean? Like, this is something we could do together. But nah, I got your support. I'm here for you, though. I got you. Like, right. <laughs> through the good days, the bad days, when you don't want to be there, when you do want to be there, I got you. Just text me. You know what I mean? Right. And so I was thinking, like I said, it got brought up because I was like, man, hopefully, because a lot of people, they want to be my guest and like, they'll want to come do this. But then, like I was telling you, they'll get nervous. But then I start like kind of mentioning your story a little bit in a lot of my interviews. And I was like, so I was basically setting this up, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. For it to happen. And how was it for you? Take it back a little bit, like going through and getting your degree. How was that? How was that process? Like, um, it was a long journey. So um, it took me probably about two years for my AA, um, another two years for my BA, which is in psychology. And then I decided to go and get my credential. That was another, uh, I want to say, three to four years because I kept adding classes on, um, adding to my master's, getting authorizations for um, different things within special education. So it was a long process. Um, there's a lot of um, hoops that you have to jump through, um, getting things for the state. Um, a lot of the times, like, I felt like, you know, I don't know if I could do this, like, I, I want to stop, but um, I just had to be self-motivating and just keep going because I knew, like, at the end, there's a light, and that's where, that's initially where I wanted to be, it was just helping students and making them feel better because I, like you said, um, you had that person in high school that, you know, that... Um, no, I was in, uh, I was in kindergarten. Oh, in kindergarten? Yeah, it was, it went okay. that far back, Miss Bowen. Okay, well, if you're out there, I appreciate you. See, so you had you had someone that motivated you. Yeah. I never had that, so it's just um, I wanted to be that for someone. So, just me being in the position, I feel like I'm I'm incredibly lucky just to be able to provide that to someone. Yeah. See, and that's why I I had that person for me, but that's why I didn't mind being that person for you because it was a lot of long days and it was a lot of, it was a lot of that oh, I don't know if I could do this. And I got a lot of those text messages and phone calls. So I was like, yeah, we going to do it, though. Because when you told me finally, like, hey, I'm finna graduate, I'm like, for real? This the end? Like, you passed all the tests? Like, everything good? Because it was this test, CBS test, all these other different names. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, there's no way I could have stuck in, like, <laughs> this long actually doing the work. Like, as a motivator and all that, I, like I said, I got you. But... It was so dope. How was that moment for you? Because I'll speak to it, what it meant to me seeing you do it. But how was it like finally walking across the stage when you actually graduated? Um, it was a mixture of emotions. So ex I was excited. Um, you know, I felt like I wanted to cry. It was just it was just mm -hmm. like a finally I got here. Like I, um, out of all my work that I've done, it's just like finally like. And then it, also it's just kind of like, okay, now what am I going to do next? Like, because I'm never content, so I'm always trying to find a way to do something else. Like, okay, I got this. I, I you know, I'm done with this. Now, now where am I going to go next? Yeah. And me, speaking on it a little bit, like, me watching you do it, it was just like, a, like, dang. Like, when it's somebody you know, like, I really know her. Like, I've really been around her. We've had so many conversations about this day, and it's finally here. And it, it just takes us back to, and we even talk about our ancestors a lot, too, and, like, the importance of that. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But it was just like, wow, somebody in our age group that actually completed a task. Like, my best friend, she just recently did the same thing. She went through, she got her BA, and, like, just she sent me the link. And I was at a basketball game, but I was, like, I was locked in on that because I was like, I need to see this. Because growing up, we don't get to see just people in our community period but like mainly like a lot of black women like that's really important and the type of kids like so like have you been able to like counsel any young girls like going through like the programs and the teachings or have it been like because I, when I was there I noticed you got more boys in your class but has it been like that one special little girl that you've been able to like counsel counsel excuse me and kind of mentor yeah um I have three girls that I'm working with um one I'm so proud of her um she was able to she was kind of like a behavior 
um, student, and mm-hmm. she was able to come out of that. So she's doing really well this year. Um, I have a new student. Um, she's a little bit more difficult, but I'm still um, going to try to reach out to her because she is um, she is African American. So I want to, you know, see if I can touch her. Um, so she's my I don't want to say project, but she is my project this year. So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to see how far I can uh, work with her and see where she goes with what I give her. Yeah. And how is it, like, as far as, like, because I always wondered this and I always wanted to ask you this, um, like, with the mixture of emotions of, like, because being a teacher, like, you got kids that graduate and that's great. You want them to go on in life, but, like, you build a bond with these people. And some, they like you said, they do come back, but then some you might not see. It might be 10, it might be another 15 years before you see these people again. So how, how do you deal with that as far as, like, the transition from year to year as a teacher? I mean, um, it is what it is. I mean, I can't really change anything about that. So you just wish the hope, um, you just wish the best for your students and hope that they're doing um, what they are supposed to do with what you gave them. Um, But um, it's not really anything that I can really change. So, um, yeah. So with that being said, how do you feel like uh, you've grown as a teacher since you started? Because how long have you been like an actual teacher? This is my fourth year teaching. So how do you feel like from year one to year four, how do you feel like you've been able to grow grow as an educator? I think when I started off my my first year, I was a little shaky because you kind of have to, you know, learn the hoops and tricks of everything. But now I feel like, you know what, can't nobody tell me nothing. You know, I got this. So, (laughs) you know, I got this and I know what I'm capable of and just working with the students. So, that's the attitude that I know, y'all. Just, just <laughs> I was waiting for that. Yeah, so, you know, I know that I got it, and I know what I'm capable of, so it's just it's just nothing right now. Uh, yeah, see, and and now it's like you may not see it right now, but, like, the, the influx of new teachers and, like, because they're getting younger and younger, and they're becoming our age group, our so our peers in a sense, and, like, you were one of the first ones that, to actually become a teacher in this city that I know, like our age group. Like I've told you, uh, my my English teacher back in the day, she was young, just like we were, and I thought that was like impossible, right? I thought it was impossible, but now, now seeing you do it, it's like, okay, yeah, because you you about what you've been doing, like you said, about four years. So you was what like in your 20s when you started the journey. Yeah. You was, like, in your 20s and you started the journey, and and it's, like, it's so many great things. You got so many years left. Because, you know, we always hear the stories, like, how long you been doing this, Miss So-and-so? Like, oh, I've been at this thing for 65 years. Like, whoa. So do you plan on do you plan on staying in teaching that long? Like, do you make it – do you plan on making it, like, a full career, or is it, like, you want to put, like, okay, I'm going to go this many years and then I'm going to transition to this, or are you going to try to do – like multiple things at once. Um. Well, I want to. I I really enjoy teaching, so I want to teach um, for quite a while. Uh, my main thing is um, to get into admin. I really want to get into admin because there is no black does not exist up there. So I feel like if I can get into admin, um, I can make a better impact on what's going on within the school systems. Yeah, and if you get in the administration, I could be a PE teacher or something <laughs> like that. That that I can do. I can show some kids some athletics and things like that. But I, as far as like the becoming an English teacher and all that, and a lot of people always tell me that I'm I'm very well spoken and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, I think I found my lane with the podcast and everything. But I don't. I I use this knowledge when I need to use it. If people got questions, I'll answer it. But just standing there and like just like I said, seeing you handle the meetings and all that. It's like that type of stuff. And a lot of people, when I say this, they're not going to believe it. But that type of thing is like real nerve wracking. So is that something that you had to like overcome too? Like talking to people that's considered your superior? Yeah. So um, when I first started, I would always always get nervous. So um, you feel that little butterfly thing going on in your stomach. But then like I do my little deep breaths and then I was good. Now... Um, now that I'm in my fourth year, like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, I get in front of the whole school and I can talk. Like, there's yeah. there's no issue, so. Yeah, and it's so, and it's different levels to talking. Like, I, like I was saying, like, we talk every day, but then before we sat down, we like, like, damn, I was thinking, you was like, I was thinking on the car right over here, like, am I going to be able to do this? I'm like, 
And to me, it's like, man, we talk every day. But then it was like I had to remember because I, I get I'll be honest, I get nervous before I do every interview, before I do every recording, whatever, because like I have a duty and I have a job and I my job is to make y'all as comfortable as possible and to like come off as comfortable as possible. That's why I tell people like when I was asking you, like, what do I sound like? Is it do it sound good? Do it, and everybody tell me the same thing, like, oh, it sounds confident and all that. And I'm like, man, if y'all only knew. But yeah, um, uh, staying on teaching for a second. Uh, is there um, is there a different type of like, man, what's the word? Is there a different type of uh, like methods that that you had to like terminologies that you have to use as far as like depending on the severity of the the child and like their well, I don't want to say child because you're in high school, but the the student like depending on like if they're severe or I think the word they use is like high functioning. I think that's the word they use. So yeah, so we have low functioning, we have high functioning. I try not to use um, those words because it kind of puts students into a category of what they can do and what they're capable of. Um, I've seen low functioning students, you know, do more than what I can do at times. So um, I try not to say those words I just think of it as you know they just need more support so mm. if I can support them they can do pretty much what I can do you know right and I can speak to that a little bit too I'm kind of glad you you said that as an answer because I like I said growing up as a kid like I heard those words a lot like outside of my household like I never heard them like within the family and things like that so like hearing them at school like early on and hearing them at doctor's appointments and different things. And then even when I started playing sports, I had no clue what they meant. Like, you would hear, like, the word, no, even the word normal. Like, I can't stand that word because a lot of people use that to put you in a box or put you in a category. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, dude, there's no particular definition of it. And I wish I wish more teachers was a lot like my mentor, Miss Bowen. I wish a lot of people was like you to where it's like they could see that and in your opinion do you think that we're in a society to where like they're kind of ready for that because like schools are starting to blend it like now but it's like I don't know if a lot of teachers is like ready for like you know what I mean it takes a special type of teacher so do you think that we're in a position to where we can accept that as a society um I would say no just because um what I see in the schools is just general general education teachers don't really like the fact that they have special needs students pushing into their class. They just want to deal with a typical student that they've always dealt with. So they don't really know how to support that student and, you know, just help them um, be successful. So um, I would say as a society, no. Um, like like you said, I wish more people thought how we, how we think. Um, but in that case, it's, you know, it's just no. Yeah. Because honestly, if I if I had some like if my teacher, if she, if my kindergarten teacher, that's in a very impressionable age. Like you don't know anything. Like you, you got your parents. You, if you got siblings, and then you got you just starting out. So by her seeing that something different in me and in my friend, I feel like it propelled me to do so much. Because I always remembered that. Like regardless of what you say about me, my teacher, my first teacher, never seen me this way. And even if this makes somebody uncomfortable, I'm just going to say it because it's true. It helped that she was a white lady at that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a young, I was a young black dude. My homeboy was, he was a Hispanic. And here's this older white lady. And you know, the narrative that we always dealt with, like older white people is like, you think like, oh, racist intent. Right. Mind you, this is back in the nineties. So I'm like, if this lady could see as much potential in me, like, I feel like I, I got to make her proud by doing everything I can. I got to get everything I can out of this life, regardless of what I have to deal with. Like, So is that is that like a goal for you as well? I would say so. Yeah, to sit there and, um, like I said, it's very motivational and it's very, like, it's very, uh, man, it, 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 it's crazy because, like, I'm basically, I was that student, and now I'm interviewing my friend about being that teacher, y'all. And it's like, y'all don't understand how, how important this was for me and to give her her flowers. And when I was able to sit there and see it, 
it was just like, wow, it took me back to the age of five years old. Like, to where, and to see all the kids coming up to her, like, during their lunch break or even after. And, like, she had come into the uh, classroom, but it wasn't too stern. It wasn't too lenient. It was, like, just right. And they felt they felt accepted, and that's, that's very important in, in situations like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you a chance to talk about that a little bit and become a teacher. Is there anything else you want to add um, as far as that before we get into the next segment? No, I, I, I think we covered most of it. You've been covering it. Yeah. So next we got something real. We got something real special for y'all. Like, because we, what we about to talk about next, we talk about it all the time. But I was telling her a little bit ago, this is our first time ever. We're going to put it on recording. So y'all stay tuned and stick with us. We'll be right back. Stay Lionhearted. All right, y'all, so we back. We had to uh, talk a little business, a little sidebar stuff for a previous episode. You know, I'm not going to give it all to y'all right now, but yeah. So, but what I wanted to talk about was you have a special gift that I, I call it a special gift because it came out of nowhere for me, but it, it has helped me a lot. And it's a connection that you got, and it's funny because I got, uh, like I was telling you, and this I think this is my first time telling you. And showing you that I actually got a stone on my keychain and I got like a whole bucket full of rocks. I told you we're gonna be able to go through it one day. Not today though, because it's a whole bunch of them. So and I know you really tapped into that as well. Uh how did you um how did you first realize that gift? Um, I think I've always been spiritual. So um, you know, like back in the day I would go to church and, you know, do the religious thing, but it never really hit me. Like it never really touched my heart so um I just came into spirituality um I really don't know how but it's just like I just tapped into it um I got real in tune to um source um so I really I can't really think of like the the actual day that I you know just it just hit me but um like my gift is like I can, um, I have the ability to let you know, like when something's happened, they call it clairvoyance. So I can see here, um, and then I can pretty much predict things that are going to happen. Yeah. And it's crazy. Cause you know how like we dream and we feel like that's our connection to like people we've lost and things like that. Like people that are no longer here or people that we never, we always feel their energy, our ancestors. But we we might we never get to see their face again because you only get one life in this whole in this flesh, right? Right. But I'm I'm starting to find out that we're all we're always connected spiritually because that's what we are. We're spiritual beings, and I really didn't realize that fact until I went uh, when I just had my last little episode that I went to, and you dropped a nugget on me about that it really helped push me to where I am today and first it started out because you asked me you was like you know because testing out the gift and you're like hey can I can I can I ask you some questions and, and see how because we were still trying to figure out how, how did this work is right it, is this real legit and I'm like naturally like you know I always speak about my dad a lot me and you we've talked about it over the years and me being so young it was a lot of questions that I had and I'm like okay Now's the time for me to ask a lot of the questions that, you know, I may didn't get a chance to ask my mom or haven't asked my mom yet. But if this is a connection directly to him, it could be on a deeper level because the answers will be coming from him. And so you asked me a couple of questions. I can't verbatim remember what the questions was, but what it led to was you talked about this particular photo. And it's this photo I have. I've posted it since we've talked about it. It's this photo that I have. Me and my dad, we was at the park. And we always went to the park because he played basketball at all the parks in town. And it was about what I was wearing down to, we, we both had on shorts, to the hat, and to the thing. And it was like, it, it tripped me out for a second. But then I sat back and I realized who it was telling me. And I'm like, maybe it's this person because the, the spirits, whatever they're trying to tell me, they know that I'll listen. So 
was it is it something like how like when you get a message it feel like oh oh it's for Tremaine so yeah I'm like do you know if you're chosen to tell certain people certain things or is it just like a feeling that you get randomly um I think it could be both so like um when I was doing that little test test out you know testing my little gift on you um my question was I I asked you um your dad's name, his birth date, and his zodiac sign. So that was just my way to kind of like tap into his energy because everything, I believe everything is energy. So if you're able to understand that everything is energy and can, and then you can, you can actually connect to it because like you said, we all are one, right? So um, uh, what was your question? I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> Oh no, I was I was saying like when you get a message like say for instance as close as we are and you got you got the um first of all you chose me to to run mm-hmm. the test on technically right? right and so I'm like was there a certain feeling like okay if I text Tremaine and ask Tremaine or if I call Tremaine and ask him like he'll he'll he's he's a great person for me to use like is it was is there like a certain feeling that you get when it comes to that um. Honestly, it's, I, I did you because we're so close. So, um, yes, um, if it's if I'm talking directly to, like, just one person, like, there is, like, a it's hard to des- describe it, but it is a feeling that I get. And it, I know that, um, I know, like, when I'm connecting to the right person. Um, I also get, like, uh, random things as well. So, like, sometimes I'll get a random message. Um, it just, like, you know, I could be driving and then it just popped into my head. Um, sometimes I know who it's for. Sometimes I'm like, what was that? You know, but then later on, I'm like, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Because like I was saying a little bit off air, we was talking about it and I, I was reminding you cause I didn't, cause you know how sometimes when it's gifts like that, like everybody always tells me I got a great memory. Right. But like you was telling me, sometimes it comes and it goes like once you have the message or the vision or whatever, it, it erases right away. So mm-hmm. being the person that I am and I like I said, with the memory I have, thank God, I was able to like kind of refresh your memory and it came right back to you. And it's it's interesting that you talk about the random message because you actually gave me a random message um right around the time that I, I think I was like maybe three episodes in. So I was still learning like the podcasting thing, but it was actually a message from Candace and as close as we were you know, who she passed on has been uh, seven years. Um, she passed away from uh, breast cancer, but we was that close to her. She used to always tell me, like, like, hey, you're different from everybody, man. You you got to realize you like, you haven't realized it yet, but you got like a special talent. And you're going to, like, you're going to, when you realize it, it's going to take off and it's going to take you by storm. And like verbatim, when you gave me the message, like, I was like, I looked down at the text message and I was like, nah. This can't be real because the only person who knew about it was me because it was a personal message. It was always something she always told me. And it wasn't just like a one-off thing. She would always just try to remind me. And You know, when we were younger, like, you know, you kind of brush it off like, nah, you tripping. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're all the same. Like, nah, you tripping. We, like, you know what I'm saying? We, like, like I was telling you, like, man, where the bottle at, man? Like, y'all, <laughs> we trying to have fun. We not, I'm not thinking about five, ten years because we're not, we not programmed where we come from here in Bakersfield, we're not programmed to think ahead like that. You just, as especially as a young black man, you're just trying to make it to tomorrow. And when you once you're at a certain age, and then luckily as you get older, we tap into like a different, a different headspace. So was that something that I know the answer to it, but I want to give it for the people. So was that something like that message itself? Like, can you remember what you was doing when when it came to you and like? like what the feeling was at the time yeah so um I was driving I was taking my son to um basketball practice at the time and um I had stopped at a light and then it was just like I heard a message um and like when I hear messages it's actually in the person's voice it's not in my voice it's in the person's voice so I heard the message and then immediately I was like I gotta text it to him right now before I forget because once I get a message, like, five minutes later, like, it can, like, I can forget, like, just like that. So, I'm texting you while I'm driving, going through lights, like, trying not to hit nobody. <laughs> so, 
So um, sorry, people out there, people in the crosswalk. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so um, I don't remember my exact words that I um, that I actually text to you, but I remember um, it was like a message, like like you said, like you mentioned that only like she would t- um, tell you. Yeah. So. Well, I'm gonna just go on and say it. It was uh, like basically, remember you different. Always take care of yourself. And it's crazy because another one of my friends that passed on, that was the last thing he said to me. Uh, my friend Dustin, who passed away uh, two years ago, it was like right after I got out of the hospital. That was like one of the last conversations we had. That was one of the last things he said to me. It was like, man, hey, we need we getting older. We need to start taking care of ourselves. Make sure you take care you're taking care of yourself. And I was like, there's that message again. It's something that's like, okay, I need to start focusing on my health a lot more. And I need to, like, you know, mm-hmm. eating a little bit better and things like that. But another thing she always told me is, like, like, basically, watch the company you keep. And I always took it as not, like, my, like, tight inner circle because it's basically the same people since I was in kindergarten. But it's, like, it's hard for me to trust new people because uh, it's, like, what are your intentions? Yo. If your intentions ain't pure, I can't have that energy around me. So I'm always like, okay, I'm not too accepting of it right away. And she wasn't like that either. Because like I was telling you, what made me believe it is because everybody say that they knew her because she was considered popular in the city because of social media. But the only connection you really had to her was through me. Mm -hmm. And that was very vague because we never really talked about it other than when she was sick and she passed away you know what i mean right as like a shoulder to lean on type thing so when you came when you came at me with that message it was like i looked at the phone i was like at first i ain't gonna lie i was like what the fuck is this like, <laughs> like straight up i was like but then i sat and thought about it like she know i don't trust everybody and things she already know how i am and i'm like coming from her she'll know i'll let she's coming from this person that is coming from Coming from Tangie, she know that I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing I told you. I was like, you were supposed to give me that message because I ain't finna listen to no. If somebody else would have told me that, I would have been like, yeah, right. You crazy as fuck. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and that's the natural thing that everybody thinks. So how was that when you first, other than me, other than myself? Because, like, we talk about any and everything and you can, like, tell me stuff and I ain't going to be like, man, you crazy, man. Get out of here with that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I might do my research, but I ain't never just going to dismiss it like that. So outside of myself, when you first told somebody else, like, how was that reaction for you? Well, um, the first person that I actually told um, was my cousin um, because he's very spiritual as well. So I I talked to him a lot about things that I experienced um, spiritually. And so when I told him, um, it happened to be a time where um, his mom passed away. And so um, I didn't know that she had passed away, but I actually did because I was coming home from work and then I just heard her voice telling me that she loved me. And so when I got home, you know, um, uh, my dad and my mom called me and told me that she had passed away. And my response to that was just like, I, I already knew. Yeah. And and it'd be, it'd, be that, it'd be something that simple too, because like I said, when I... Um... When I, well, since I've known you, I've been through a few medical situations. The first one, I'm going to mention this a little bit because it's always a funny story for me. Like, I remember, I think it was like 2013 when I got, uh, when I came down with the meningitis and I remember D was a little kid and I mm-hmm. remember when y'all came to visit me in the hospital. And man, y'all know how little kids could be, right? D got all the special treatment in the world. He was, you, the lady wanted to bring him extra juice boxes, extra applesauce. D, if you listen to this, man, you was too young, so you probably don't remember, but it's always one of the funniest stories. Like, the nurse was supposed to be there taking care of me, but nah, the goal was to make sure you was good. But and then I then I had this previous situation, and you know how scary that was. It was, like, days and days and days. So, And then I got to thinking, like, later on, I was like, it's a question that I've always had that I can't ask. It's, it's, I'll never get the answers. Like I could pray to God all I want, but like He ain't revealed the answers to me yet. So maybe I'm not supposed to know, or maybe I'm supposed to ask you. Like you know. Mm-hmm. So I just asked you a simple question. Like them whole days that I was uh, knocked out and I was in the house by myself, 
I was like, I wasn't really by myself, huh? And she was like, and you said no. Yeah, and, I remember that conversation. And you said no. So I already kind of knew the answer before I asked the question. It was just more of like, tell me I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I feel it. I can't see it. I didn't hear it. But I feel like this energy. I've always felt like the presence of my dad, mm -hmm. Candace, my nephew. Like, I, I feel them daily. So it's like, it gave me that little. And then you kind of broke it down to me and you explained it to me that, you might not ever get the vision, but you might always have the feeling. Everybody right. has different experiences. Mm -hmm. So, like how you were saying, you can hear the voice. Have you ever had, like, where you was able to, like, see that person's face as yeah. you hear their voice? Yeah. So, um, I, I get visions all the time. So, mostly it's when I'm, um, when I'm asleep. So, um, I had another aunt that passed away recently. Um, and then uh, my aunt that passed away before her actually came to... Um, my vision and she was telling me that it was time for her sister to go home so um she was surrounded surrounded like in a purple aura and um she was just telling me it's time and I was talking to her back and I was just like no not yet not yet and she was like no it's time so I knew that my other aunt was getting ready to go so I actually um my cousin had came down uh from Moreno Valley and, and this is her uh her son so I actually told him, I was like, you should stay, you know, you should stay here in Bakersfield and, you know, visit your mom. And I told him, I actually told him about what I saw. And he was like, man, nah, you crazy. Like, nah, ain't nothing gonna happen. I'm like, you sure? So he went back home, maybe about a week or so, his mom passed away. And it happened. I mean, yeah, it's just like, I, I would, like, anytime you feel something, you think you heard something, you see something. Don't ever feel like you're crazy because it's like we say it all the time. When it's a person's time, it's a person's time, and we never know the hour or the day. Like We say these things, but we say them as a cliche. And it's another thing that I want to know that I had to ask you, and I was like, like, yo, wh like, why me? Like, why am I? And, and I don't say that like I'm, I'm grateful for it. God, if you're listening to this, bro, I'm grateful for it. But I'm just saying, like, I, it was like one of those things where it was like, like what is like what's the what's what's the purpose of it? Like, like why I didn't just? It's a lot of people that's on that side that I miss. Like why I can't? Mm -hmm. And then you told you actually told me you was like, hey, you did. You was like you did, but they wasn't gonna let you stay. Yeah, because you still you gotta do what you gotta do. And I feel like, and I told you when I when I did this for the maybe. I think it was like my fourth episode when I told a story of like what actually happened mm -hmm. from my perspective that I remember. And it's kind of like a gap in there because, like I said, I don't remember. People think they, it, it trips them out when I say that I don't remember anything of like when the incident actually happened. I just remember mm -hmm. being on my couch playing a video game. Then I woke up and I was in the hospital and two weeks I went by. And I tell this part of the story, and it's crazy because you know how the Snapchat memories pop up. Yeah. Well, it just hit two years that I came home yesterday, or yeah, no, two days ago on the twenty second. I got out the hospital, and it was like, and I put it on Facebook. I said, because I remember my mom. She's like, she was like, yeah, you don't worry about it. It's gonna be when you get home, it's gonna be comfortable. Your sister, she, she cleaned your apartment for you and everything. And I go, that's cool. But did she turn off the AC? Because <laughs> if anybody know anything, Bakersfield, California, this is in the summertime. So this is in August. This is mid to late August when this all happened. So I'm like, hey, I survived. So I'm still going to have to pay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, I'm not thinking of nothing else. Like, oh, my God, I made it or nothing. And so it really, it really, like, it really got me focused. And I remember texting. I don't know. I might have called you. And I was like. Anybody that know you know you don't really like talking on the phone. Right? Yeah. But it's crazy because I do. Like, I'm the complete opposite. Like, I can text all day, yeah, but if I'm not in your presence talking, I'd rather, I'd rather be on the phone because I feel like it's more of a connection that mm -hmm. way. Like, energy is really important to me. And I was like, this is something I had to tell you. So I know it wasn't no text message. I was like, I think I found it. I think this is the reason. Like, this is it. This podcasting, this is this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Whatever I end up talking about or whatever I ended up doing, like, whatever I ended up doing, because at first, it was like a sports-related thing for me. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, nah, it, I got a bigger message than that. And then I really started tapping in. 
And then you get those questions like, is the world ready for it? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. some, some of the certain things. I was like, it don't matter. I was like, my story is my story. So it needs to be told. Who better than me? Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. And it's crazy because I tried not to give up so much because, like I told you, I'm, I'm writing a book, too. So mm-hmm. it's like that. So even with that, because we all talk about it, and it gets a bad rap with the stones and being spiritual and all that stuff. But like I was saying a little bit ago, if you look into like any form of the Bible, the Bible, the Quran, or whatever, like stones and spirituality and crystals, yeah. it's all up and through there. So, yeah. so how do you fi- how do you feel like having that natural gift? How do you feel like you can? can bring it to the world to where it's like eventually there'll be more like oh maybe you have it too like you can help somebody tap into like their special gift do you think that's possible um I think I think anything is possible but um I think I'm so introverted so it's kind of like I gotta test it out and see like even though I know that it's there it's kind of like when you when you bring it to a random person, it's kind of like, you know, what what is their reaction going to be? Even though I don't care, it's still kind of like, mm, you know, what 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 are they gonna what are they gonna feel about it? Because, like you said, it, a lot of the time it is demonized, but I feel like um, internally, I feel like it's my ultimate gift, and it's something that I can provide other people with. But I feel like I have to have, I don't know, like the right people around me. Like you said, energy is very important, so. I don't give my energy to everybody, you know, so I have to have the right people invested for me to be able to um, give my gift to them. Yeah, like I be telling, I tell people all the time, it's just certain people you be around and you just got that, like, it's like a magical connection you get. Like, even though that, like I said, like I, like being more so like on the telephone, you're more of a texter. So Mm -hmm. we do a little bit of both, but. I always tell this this story. It's like, man, I think it's happened like twice, maybe three times. We sitting there talking about any and everything. This is like in each other's uh, presence. And we look down at the clock. <laughs> and y'all not going to believe this, but 10, 11, 12 hours done went by. And it's like the sun done went down. When you got here, it was morning. <laughs> when you When you came to the house, it was, you know, Maybe seven o'clock at night, we went to the gym, and then we got from the gym, and we just, you know, you tired when you come from the gym, but we yeah. just sat in the car and we were just talking, and then we looked like it's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. But you don't really realize, and that's how you know, like, conversations is that genuine when you can just like talk about any and everything and transition from topic to topic, and it just be like, and I feel like with. Social media, too, as good as it is, especially, like, if you're starting a business or if you have a certain gift or you're just trying to reach, you know, more people, that has taken the, uh, like, the more personality out of, like, you know, relationships and, mm-hmm. and things like that, too. And I feel like that, like, spirituality, not necessarily, because I tell people, like, I grew up in a church just like you did. But when people ask me, I never say that I'm a religious person, per se. Yeah. Because it's like, do I follow all the rules? No, and I'm <laughs> right. not going. I'm not going to sit and act like I do. But I thank God every morning for waking me up and giving mm-hmm. me another chance to do what I do, because I'm able to do it, basically because of Him. Because mm-hmm. even when I didn't want to or I didn't think I could, like, I, like I ain't gonna lie, I was trying to dip. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's <laughs> a, like, yo, it, it, it would be cool. It'd be less stressful, right? And then, but it is now. It's like. Oh, so this is what you wanted me to do. This is what, you know, what Kenneth's always told me. Like, you're going to find that calling, and when you get it, it's going to hit you, and you're not going to be able to, it's going to be so natural to you that you're going to love doing it. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we talked about it in the last segment, and I feel like, like, it's me with the podcast, and that is you with the teaching. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you have a special gift, but something led you to be a teacher and be like a mentor Mm -hmm. for the kids. So, like, do you feel like, because I, I, like I said, I do, do you feel like um, both of those uh, gifts that you have, being a teacher, and then the clairvoyancy that you have realized over the last, let me say, like, what, like two years or so? Yeah. I think you tell me. Do you think that they purposely tie in together? 
of some sort? I think they do. Um, I think, obviously, I feel like I was meant to be a teacher, but I feel like my gift, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, it's For me, it's kind of like one in the same because I'm able to read um, anybody for that matter, and not just my students, but I'm able to read them. Um, like, I can be around you and not say a word to you, and I can know everything about you. Yeah. So I feel like just me having that gift and being able to um, maneuver my energy around, it helps me further in teaching and being able to reach my students and anyone that's around me. All right, yeah, I'm going to ask this, too, because I, a lot of people, they be, I mean, it's y'all it's y'all uh, season. So a lot of people <laughs> always throw this in there. I'm, I, don't, I don't say that like, you know. Mine is mine, and I always think we the best. I, that's why I say it like that. I don't that. know about that. I, I, mean, I love, I love, I love y'all, man. I got a lot of, like I said, I got a lot of sisters and stuff that they're Libras and everything. And y'all, you are a very balanced person. I will give you that. Like yeah. you've always been like real level headed and real balanced. Do you, um, do you feel like that's, uh, do you let, feel like that's like the avenue that helped you like tap into your gift as well? I think so, because I remember, like, me and you used to have conversations all the time about Zodiacs and, you know, like, the compatibility of people and this and that. So I feel like um, definitely that got me to the avenue that I'm on right now. Um, I've always been, like you said, a balanced person. Like, once my scale tips, you know, I can be that, per <laughs> that person that goes off. You know, I'm totally different. So I try to stay balanced. Um, if y'all only knew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I try to stay balanced, but um, I definitely would agree with that. And I feel like that definitely helped me to understand um, astronomy and being able to connect spiritually as well. You know, I was, you as you can attest to, I was re very resistant to it at first. Like, nah, like, nah, that's not, that, they say that about all of us, but that's not. Just because my birthday's in August or whatever, like, that's not, that's not the case. But I feel like now the only reason why I did that is because, as you know, like my son, we get a very bad rap. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, the videos. It's, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of negativity that come with that. So I tell people, I tell people like this. You know how people be like, okay, you're a Leo, you're a Virgo, you're a Libra, you're a Scorpio, whatever, mm -hmm. and they get excited when they see another. Like they're like, oh, you're one of us, cool. Mm -hmm. I said I think we're the only sign that we're standalones. Mm -hmm. Because we'll see another Leo and we'd be like, is you July or is you August? Is you early August or is you closer to the vert? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we got questions like, is yeah. you out here making us look bad or are you holding it down like the way we really supposed to? Because, you know, we get a bad rap. Like, yeah. I used to tell you that all the time. That's why I was like so resistant to it. And I remember uh, my boy, my brother Chris, he's really into astrology and I tease him all the time. Like, when you meet a girl, you be. What's your zodiac, huh? And we always laugh about it. I'm like, you know, he's like, hey, man, but sometimes you got to do that, right? And I'm like, yeah, man, but don't nobody think about that. But um, no, I say that to say because we do we do have a looking into it. And then once I start, you was like, just look into it. And you got me to look into it. And I'm like, we do got a strong, a real strong connection with the Libra sign. And yeah. I start thinking just like you... My older two of my three sisters are some of my, you know, good friends there. And I'm like, oh, this is why it's so natural. That's a big thing. But then there's also a thing to where it'd be like you don't get along with this one and you don't mm -hmm. get along with that one. And if we go deep into it, it's like both of my brothers, they're they're completely polar completely polar opposite, excuse me, of me, and we're not supposed to get along. Mm-hmm. And then my other brother, that he's, like, really into astrology. So he's like, think about it. Y'all don't get along. <laughs> Y'all butt heads yeah. every day. It's always an argument. It's always, it's like, three alphas, like, mm -hmm. arguing and stuff like that. And then it's like, you the youngest one, but you don't want nobody to lead you. You trying to lead everybody else to, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, you know what? That's true. And it's crazy because when I was a little kid, for different reasons, I think I told you this before. Uh, I have a, like, The Lion King is my favorite movie. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid, I didn't know nothing about, like, I knew my birthday and stuff, but I didn't know, like, what it meant and all that astrology and all that stuff. But I always felt a connection to that movie. And then I always thought it was just simply because, like, you know, the story, like, me and my dad, 
Simba and his dad, and then yeah. it's like, and stuff like that. And then it's like, even when I like came up with the name of the podcast, it was like, it was like, okay, lionhearted, like, oh damn. And now, as you can see, like in my house, like I just got pictures, and now so everybody's like, and my sister, she used to always call me, she used to always call me an angry lion. She used to always <laughs> like when I would get mad, she would always. You angry lion, you this, you that. She would always just call me that, right? So I'm like, man, eh, whatever. So as I got older, and a friend of mine, it was her, uh, it was her daughter's birthday recently. Uh, she's also a Leo. She's born in July. She would have held on two more days. And could have had. I always tease her like, <laughs> you would have just, you know, closed them up two more days, and we could have had an August one. But and she said it. She was like, it's my angry little lion's birthday, and I was like, oh damn, there it is, like. Hey man, we we I'm like the cool. I tell people all the time, like I'm the coolest person in the world. Like you said though, when I flip that switch, yeah. like please don't get on my bad side because it's bad. Right. Like I'm the nicest person in the world, but when I decide to be mean, or if you make me be mean, you gonna wish you ne- you gonna wish you never did. And that and it had a lot to do with that. And I feel like, um, and then too, I wanted to ask you about because. We started getting into like I got into I started getting into like stones. Mm-hmm. My friend Steph had got me into stones, and that's when I was like, "Hey!" And I start asking you like particular questions, like, "Hey, have you ever heard of this one?" Yeah. And I think I sent you a picture of one or two of them that I had got, and I just showed you the one today that I actually wear mm-hmm. on my keychain. I'm like, "Yo, what does this mean?" And we was joking that like. Because the, the equipment was, like, malfunctioning, y'all. <laughs> it wasn't, like, iPhone, I, I Apple, y'all just, uh, I just updated my phone. Y'all probably been put it out. But I just, today was the day that I decided to update my phone. And she's going to tell me, she was like, it might be them spirits that don't want us <laughs> to do this episode. They might be. And I'm like, you know what? I mean, I literally, the, the headphones wasn't going right. <laughs> and so I, t- I, I told her, I was like, hey, whatever you do, though, Look into the mic. Look at me. Don't look over into the kitchen. She was like, now that you done said that, Jermaine, I'm finna look over into the kitchen. <laughs> it's just naturally, you know what I mean? But it's always good vibes. Like, when we around each other, like I was telling you, I, like, I got a whole bucket full of crystals that I want to sit down one day and we could just go over them. Because I know you know what they mean. Like, yeah. So, how long, how, how long has, I know you, I know about your gift, but how long have you been, like, tapped into, like, knowing about the crystals and everything? Um, it's been a while. I say I would say like before I even started realizing that I had a gift. So I would probably say maybe around three, four years. Um, I always carry um like right now in my car I carry um clear quartz and black tourmaline. So it's just for um protection. Anything black is always for protection. So um it just protects me as like um when I travel. So um sometimes like um like the other day it was crazy. I was off of um Allen. And for some reason, like, here goes this vision again. And I'm like, man, there always be accidents over here. Next thing I know, there's a car that ran the light, um, hit another car coming over the bumper. I'm like, man, I just had that thought. So I, that's why I carry the crystals because it's just energy and it just helps protect me from, you know, when I'm traveling, when I'm around negative energy, that type of thing. And, you know, for me, it's, it's crazy that you say that because when I was a kid and all my homeboys can attest to this, like, I used to be, I don't, I, I don't want to say scared because I don't feel like I've ever been scared of anything, but I was always cautious of like even crossing the street, right? And I know it's going to sound crazy, but my whole thing was like if I cross the street, whether I'm in the crosswalk or jaywalking or whatever, right? Either the car going to come or I'm going to trip and fall and I'm going <laughs> to land on my face. And it's going to sound vain, but I didn't mean it like this. Like, I'm going to get this scar on my face and all. And I, no. So I used to be real apprehensive about that, like, when I was a kid. And then when I just had the accident recently, now I have this permanent scar on my face from Mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I had a, like, when I woke up, first thing I said, I was like, oh, I got a scar. Like, I had a big (laughs) old scab over it, right? But I was, I didn't, but then at that, like, something came over me to where it's like, it didn't even matter because. What I just overcame and what I just went through, I'll be, I'm happy to, to have just that, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, when I first got home, uh, my friend Nessa, my sis Nessa, she do, like, the body butters and she make candles and things like that. And so I was like, I know you got something to help me mm-hmm. cover cover my, like, cover my scar. So she gave me the butter and she was like, 
yeah, just put it on it daily and it'll cover it up. But then I start going out when I start like getting back on my feet and I start going to like grocery stores and I would go and I realized it was always a conversation starter. It was like it was my avenue to talk to random people. Just yeah. it was like people that and it was like I always walked away from it where it's like, oh damn, we ended up talking about that and it might have been about a job opportunity or a business or, or something like that. Or or, or we'll share social medias or something like that. And even nowadays I could be like, yo, and then they'll always transition to, oh, I have a podcast, by the way. I kind of talk about this and that. And yeah. I'm starting to do interviews with people. You might catch something that you might just tap into it. And so now it's like more of like a like a thankfulness. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like maybe maybe it happened when it was supposed to happen. Right. Like at the right time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So is that the same is that the same thing like with like, like I said, with your gift, like you feel like Cause like I said, we've known each other since we was teenagers, yeah. and you said you felt this way for a long time. But it's like we only barely started talking about it about a yeah. year, year or two ago. Yeah. But you've always had that aura. So was it one of those things like you might have felt it, but you kind of like you brushed ignored it, off? it? Yeah. Like I knew, like I always knew it was there, even like when I was little, I always knew it was there. But I kind of like just kind of ignored it. But then like when stuff things started happening and then you kind of get that deja vu I was like maybe I need to look into this like a little further and actually pay attention to it so yeah I think I ignored it for a while and then recently I was just kind of like you know let me just pay attention to it and then actually like kind of talk to other people and see what they think and just test it out like because you know I'm into my my crystals my little tarot cards and it's crazy because like even with the tarot cards, like, no one taught me how to do it. Like, I didn't take, I didn't read the book, nothing. Like, I can just look at the card and, like, I can just do my readings and that's what it is. Yeah, like I was telling you a little bit, I, I do got, well, I got a couple, but I got one specifically that I kind of want you to be able to tap in for me. And I, there's a couple questions I do got, so I figure, like, you know what I'm saying? Something, and I do kind of want to mention this, because, you know, like, growing up, we always, uh, all we heard about was like Miss Cleo. Right? <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna lie. When you first told me about it, I, that's the first thing that crossed my mind. Like, she gotta be shit. <laughs> like, like this is like them people. Like, she done ruined it for everybody. Right. Like, I remember you know? those, those commercials. <laughs> Call me now. Call me now if you read it. But I'm like, all right. Since it's her, it ain't never been no bullshit. Like, so let's just give it a try, and it worked. And it not only got you where you are today, it got me where I am today, and it's gonna propel you forward and. Is gonna prepare me for because that's what we destined to do, and like we said, we can talk for hours and we can go on and on. But you know, like I always say, I know y'all attention spans ain't that long, and I want y'all to listen to this because this is a really dope interview. But before we get out of here, I just want to give your flowers and I want to thank you for coming through and trusting me and being more natural than you thought you would be. I know, like, right? <laughs> everybody thinks that. Every. It's crazy because the people that think that they're going to be nervous, I'm going to tell you something. The people that think they're going to be nervous doing this, them being the best interviews. Yeah, like as soon as I started talking, I was like, okay, you know, you I forget- got this. Because <laughs> she like, she, y'all, she like, we talk all the time, but we've never recorded it and we've never talked with microphones in our face. Like, don't worry about it. Like, I know you, you know me. It, it's, it's actually more nerve wracking for me, y'all, because I'm the host and I got to make her as comfortable as possible. Luckily, I'm good at that. Like, you know what I mean? Luckily, this is somebody I know. But, yeah, I just, like I said, I wanted to, I'm proud of you for graduating and actually sticking to it. It was some tough days there, but you made it through. You know what I mean? And it was like, because I had started started to feel like, honestly, I was like, nah, you, even on the days you wanted to quit, like, nah, you ain't finna quit. We've we've been invested into this. See, I'm going to speak French a little bit. We, (laughs) we, we've been invested in this for a long time, so. Seeing you walk across that stage, it was like I kind of walked across the stage too. Like, you right, because I mean? you had to listen to all my complaints, and you still do. Still so. do. I had to. Still do. Yeah, still do. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, like I want to give you your flowers too, and I want to tell you that I'm very um, proud of you for even starting the podcast and doing what you want to do um, because it does come naturally to you. And I, I feel like you are going to be successful and continue doing what you're doing. I thank you. I, I thank you for that. And you hearing you say it is one thing, but what a lot of people may not know, you said it a long time ago. You're mm-hmm. like, yeah, hey, 
this is what you're supposed to be destined to do. Like, and you didn't have to ask me. You had sent me something. You had did something for me, yeah, spiritually. And it's like, I mean, when you sent me the picture of it, I'm like, because obviously, you know my first name, you know my last name, you know yeah. my birthday, you know all my everything that you need to know to do it. So you did it without me asking. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And even the things that you put down on the the little leaves, it was like you knew what I would say. If right. I if I was to say anything, you knew kind of what I was looking to do and um, where I wanted to go with this thing. But yeah, like I said, we could go on all day, but I'm going to just get out of here like this, y'all. Just because their vision is blurry, that doesn't diminish your greatness. Until next time, stay lionhearted. Lion Hearted Podcast.